Hi and welcome to the Chad Show podcast. I'm Chad, your host. We are going to listen to a special program right now. I hope you are blessed by these programs. You can find me on your favorite podcast platform. You can find access to them to these podcasts on Google Podcasts, the Anchor app, Spotify, and on YouTube. I will link each in the description box below. All you need to do is to type in the search bar of Google and type in the Chat Show Podcast. Alright, now let's go to the podcast and I'll see you there. Aloha.
also shared on last week. So it made me think that uh, through that writer of this book, the author of this lesson, God wanted us to think of something important in here. Amen. Guess what is that? Okay, that's what that's what I want you guys to also glean from your study. Okay, now the title of the lesson is Turn Their Hearts. And our memory verse is found in Deuteronomy 129. But from there you will seek the Lord your God, and you will find him if you seek him with all your hearts and with all your soul. This is like a complete, determined effort to get back with God. But in the beginning, in the beginning, when I say the beginning, the time of Adam and Eve when they were created by God, did they need to go back to God? They were made in His image and likeness, right? Only after the sin, God is going to bring them back. How important, right? Adam, where are you? And he said, God said, I, I'm hiding in the depth of the garden. God asked, Have you eaten the forbidden fruit? And God again was trying to seek them to come back to Him. But in here, Chapter 4, 5, and 30 of Deuteronomy, they're going to be falling away from God way after we wait. Where uh, Moses, true God, is telling them, If you sin, I'll come and look for you if you seek me with all your heart and soul. See, that's the love of Jesus. No matter how sinful they get and have become, God will always go back. Draw them. And you saw that first in the garden where they hid from God. And the problem was, God didn't have to ask God to knew where they were, but God asked their permission. Where are you? Right? God is all holy, but He didn't want to intrude in their so called privacy because they want to be away from God. Descendants, 
See, God always gives a freedom of choice to everyone, even the angels who were created in the image of God. Even the highest angels, thanks to God, chose to sin. And that's the free will that God has. God could have made everyone to be so much loved and obey Him. No. God wants everyone to seek Him through the desire of their love. Now, the fine in this lesson is not the lesson I have. Repentance is acknowledging that. We are sinners and we need to get back to God. Remember, there was two types of people at the temple that were worshipping God. Right? They talked about God, the publican and the Pharisee. Right? They came to worship God. The Pharisee said, I thank God for you. He said that, that I always show my gratitude by returning a tenth of everything I have. And there was no self-love. Look at the pumpkin. He said, I am a sinner. What did I mean? He said, I don't do that. The past will forgive me. One who needed repentance, they needed forgiveness. The one that was truly got the Spurs answer was the pumpkin. Because Jesus came in the business of Saving sinners. People who think they're righteous could not get his grace and the blessing. Because the lesson talks about in John the quarterly. If you keep my commandments, if you obey me, what would happen? The blessing will flow. If you disregard his commandments and do your own thing, what becomes? The first thing you follow personally. And that's what's happening. Okay. Now we see them coming out of Egypt. Now they see the commandments of God. But before we go there, on this Sabbath afternoon, you know what I was thinking of? Think of the Bible verse. It says, examine yourself to see if you're in the faith. That's one in 2 Corinthians 13 5. Better than 2 Corinthians 13 5. Shine. What light? The light of God. The Lord, the truth. Let the 
And it was said, what it said, let the light shine in you that they may glorify your Father in heaven. Right? That's why I'm in Matthew 5, 16, by the way, part 3. As the light shines in you, you reflect his character and you glorify him. Why you glorify Giving the gospel message. Christ is in you the hope of glory. When Christ is reflected in us perfectly, what do you think? Still comes in. Bro, I want to go with you. I want to learn about your people and learn about your God. That'd be, be fantastic. This church be full. One day it will be. One day it will be. But he's working on these people right now. Prepare them to get ready. Okay, now, let's go to the lesson. Any other thoughts on our Sabbath afternoon? They remember that. It's not me now. It's the whole class sharing what they've learned. Generations after that, 
after the, the generation that was into the promised land. They weren't that bad. They weren't that bad. But as as the, the forefathers had died and after the many generations had gone by, what happens? The people got lax, complacency. They started bringing idolatry into the 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 I, I took my mask off because no, no. Why? Because I can now Sometimes I teach at the Chinese church, and at Chinese church, the teachers are required to wear masks. So one time I brought up the topic about the wheat and the tares. So after class, the person came up and asked me. So what that got to do with the pears? <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's why I took my mask off. If you guys, even without my mask, sometimes my pronunciation, my pronunciation, they also ask questions. I'll ask questions. Okay. Yes. My my mouth is really breathing. <laughs> What for the same? This COVID 19, the class is so spread out. You guys missed what he's saying. For those back there, he said there's two parts in repentance. Repentance is first, the second part, turning away from sin. That lifestyle is no longer in you. But yet, people sometimes don't say, but God will Sin is always a separation from God. God is always there, but because of sin, it causes that separation. Let me let me read what, what you guys say. What is the one thing about sin? This is found in God's Amazing Grace, the book called God's Amazing Grace, page 62, second paragraph. Those who take the notes, God's Amazing Grace, page 62, second paragraph. She writes, What a God is our God. He rules over his kingdom with diligence and care, and he has built a hedge. What do you think that hedge around his people would be? Yes, yes, but in what sense do we put this hedge, this protection call? The Ten Commandments. Commandments yeah. She writes that as a Ten Commandment, as a hedge she drills around his people. The Ten Commandments of all is subject to preserve them from the results of transgression. See, the Ten Commandments don't only show you what is sin, but if you participate like what you say, if you live the lifestyle, uh, character changes. It's a protection. That's why early part of a lesson it comes about if you keep my commandments, if you keep my statutes, 
if you obey me. I'll protect you. That's where the blessing comes in. If not, the curses also comes in. Okay, let me continue reading. In requiring obedience to the laws of his kingdom. You know what he's saying? His kingdom. What do you think the kingdom is all about? Is it in heaven? Yes. Would it be also on this earth? When Jesus was being put on trial, remember when Jesus was put on trial? He said, my subject will fight for me. This kingdom is not my world. If it was my world, my subject will fight for me. Remember reading that one? They could save me back from going back. Meaning, the kingdom of this world, how it's like, with no commandment keeping, dog eat dog, neighbor fighting against neighbor, not keeping the command. He's going to have a kingdom here like how we had in the beginning. Right? But there was a kingdom in the beginning, right? This is before the fall. When he created man in his image, and they let him have dominion over this planet. Rule over all his creation. But then who came in and took that kingdom? Satan. Now it's under Satan's kingdom. That's why the kingdom of this world is not God's kingdom. He's going to reestablish it again. Right? Remember, I just talked about it Friday because sometimes I don't, I don't go to Friday. So let me teach you a little bit on Friday. Friday is not Friday, but Thursday. Talks about repentance again. For repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Who was saying that? John the Baptist, right? Chapter 3 of Matthew. Who else said that? Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Besides John the Baptist. The lesson talks about in that chapter 3, verses 1, 2, 1, 2, 3, and 4. But who else says that? Jesus. Turn with me to Matthew 4. Matthew 4. Thank you for bringing that up, man. Why you involved? You know, change of heart, a lifestyle. Matthew 4. Jesus is also saying that. Matthew chapter 4. Okay. See, Sister White says we need to study the, the Word of God deeper. She said we're just surface readers. When we become surface readers, a lot of things going over again. That's why I like Sabbath school. Because as you guys study, I like to hear the inputs. Because when I hear the inputs, I get blessed. I learn something. Right? The whole thing is to keep learning. Okay, Matthew 4, verse. Matthew 4, verse 17. Did you see verse 17 of Matthew 4? I'll read. Verse 17 of Matthew 4. At that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent! Repent! For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. In other words, they're going to be experiencing God. God's kingdom. Like how it was before sin. When the person was possessed with a demon, around all of a sudden, free from demon possession. Isn't it just like heaven, like how it was before sin? The one who was paralyzed, couldn't move, now all of a sudden free, movement. Cannot see, not see. They're set free from the Satan. Jesus came to establish the kingdom, right? Now come down with me to verse 24, same chapter. Verse 24, right? We always hear about preaching the gospel. Preach the gospel. What is the gospel? Good news. Good news. We're saved. Right? We're saved by grace, not by our works. 
He did it all. That's the good news. He came to save us. That's the good news. But here, what's the gospel is saying? Look at verse 23. 23. Verse 23. 23. Okay? 23. I'll read verse 23. James Version. Jesus went about all Galilee. He would go all of Galilee to preach. Teaching in the synagogues and preaching the gospel. Preaching the gospel. What is the gospel? Right there, will tell you. Of the kingdom. So he got this. Jesus had a kingdom in the beginning. Is he going to reestablish again? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. By having what? Righteous people just like him. He came to reproduce his character in his people. You think the people who want to go to heaven is just going to go to heaven because they're going to be translated to our life or to the grave or raised up? No, there's a preparation before they go there. Why? Because the angels of heaven don't want to see rebellion reproduce again. Remember 1844? Remember 1844? What is what 1844? Adventists know all about 1844. The 23 day of time. That's why it's stuck in this assembly. The 23 day of come to prophecy, this study. There's a preparation that God's going to have a kingdom ready before he comes up. Righteous people, and they're going to have the goats, the tares, the bad fish out there. But God will have a people ready for his return of preparation. So Do it. And who is supposed to do it now? 
exactly the Christian church. Okay, now let me continue reading. The gospel ancient Israel to all nations, presented to all nations, and established the Messianic kingdom. That's the kingdom that they were supposed to build. From that one nation, Israel, it was to reach all the borders around them, convert them to God's kingdom. Amen. That's how that was supposed to be, but they failed. It could not be fulfilled to them because of their unfaithfulness. What would be, listen to this, what would be fulfilled to the church on earth preparatory to his return? Show that. I thought, that, wow, Lord, thank you for showing me more light and understanding. Particular to the God's remnant people. Who be the remnant people? The faithful SDAs. And in the new world, meaning after the problems. See? How much we need to learn and understand this word to study deeply. Okay, now, now we go back to our lesson. Our lesson here. Our lesson about Niyeten. Niyeten is like a we, from the lesson it talks about it's like a idiom. Idiom is like a, a phrases that we would use. Like like phrases like kick the bucket. If somebody who is from another country and don't understand our slang or idioms, when they say when we say kick the bucket, somebody thinks that we're literally kicking a bucket. Right? But it means what? And what else can it medium medium do we use here in slides here? Like the like young kids who say, Oh, they're bad, they're bad, but meaning they're good, they're terrific, they're outstanding. Uh, what else can we use? Yeah, we're bringing us out. Bringing us out. It has a meaning to that. And that's why we see in Sunday's lesson, there's a lot of mediums in here. And that medium was found in, especially in verse 29 of chapter 5 of Deuteronomy. Okay. Let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 29. Oh, yeah, there's another one just came from mind. Dark horse. Dark horse means somebody not favored to be a winner. It's not literally a dark horse. Like, you know, sometimes a, a football game, like this high school team against another high school team, and they're not favored to win, they'll call the dark horse. They're not finishing first. In chapter 5 of Deuteronomy, verse 29. Again from King James Version. Oh, that there were such an heart in death, that they would fear me and keep my commandments always, that it might dwell with them and with their children forever. See, right here is saying, Oh, that all oh, is not like how we think it is, like, oh. it's like, it's like, uh, the, the, it's like uh, the true meaning of the victim is like who will give 
So if you put that on board, who will give that? There was such an heart in there. So you will use that. But now we find out it really means if only, if only. Now we read this again, verse 29. This is God speaking, brother. This is God speaking. If only that there were such a heart in them that they would fear me and keep my commandments always that it might be well with them with their children forever. Now God says, if only. Here again you can see freedom of choice. God was the creator of everything. When he spoke, he brought into existence. When he spoke, the animal life, plant life, he spoke, and it came into existence. When he made man, he personally was in God. And then he brought life into man. But he gave man and also angels all together. Good job. So also, that also means that, you know, God knows what's going to happen. Yes. So he's, he's just saying, you know, if only I know who would give their heart to me. Because he already knows what's going to happen to him. When you go to chapter 6, it talks about in chapter 6, you know, God is saying, you know, if you guys do this, this is what's going to happen. When Moses say, if you do this, God's going to do this. If you do this, God's going to do this. So now he's saying to the people, if only I know who would give their hearts. Um, because they already know what's going to happen to them. In that, you know, they are going to fall into apostasy and several times over. Oh, yeah, many times over. Many times over. See, they are about to go into the promised land. God told them. Even in the desert, they were rebelling against him, right? God knows. He says, You guys went into the promised land. In spite of all this, you guys want to go and fall away. You guys want to point and bow down to idols. You may be an apostasy back into the church. But I'll give you a chance because God is slow to anger. And as the children and generation go by, they're going to deeper and deeper and deeper into apostasy. And finally, You know the history, right? There's what, 12 tribes. 12 tribes became a nation. And the nation was divided into a northern part and a southern part, right? The northern part was so rebellious that God couldn't work with them, they destroyed them throughout. Sennacherib, king of Assyria, destroyed them. They're called the lost tribe because the identity was lost. They were scattered all over the world. And a hundred years later, the two southern, the two southern tribes called Judah and Benjamin. They went into captivity. Who brought them into captivity? Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. See, so all that, but yet he said, no, 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 but keep the commandments. Keep the commandments. And today, we are told to keep the commandments also. Um, what verse? Revelation. Chapter 14. Remember chapter 14? Revelation 14. Revelation 14, 12. Who keep the commandments of God and have the faith of Jesus. Not only faith in Jesus, 
had the faith of Jesus. How he, Jesus, walked on this earth as the faith of the Father. The faith for seven days, the remnant will be just like that. Reproduce. You know about every Sabbath, when the, when after the, the Passion Sermon, yeah. he always gives us this, uh, who will give their heart to Jesus? And who is going to uh, keep God's commandment this week? I know for me, as soon as I get on the freeway, I throw that out the window somebody that cuts me off. Yeah. You know, so that's that's my that's my challenge every week. See, Sean is telling the truth. Everybody goes red. Whether it's on the freeway, in a whole workplace, wherever. Right? But God, this is the preparation time to get ourselves ready. How? Through the word, not through our ideas. Through the word and spirit of prophecy. Help us move. Understand the enhanced word. You know, chapter 4 of Deuteronomy, uh, verse 25 to 28. Deuteronomy 4, verse 25 to 28. Right here is a prophecy. It's a prophecy that God. That God to Moses to give to his people. That's what's going to happen to them. It's prophecy for them, but for us, it's just history. Verse 25 says, And when thou shalt beget children and children's children, and ye shall have remained long in the land, and shall corrupt yourself. How did they corrupt themselves? Defiling themselves, being disobedient. And make graven images or likeness of any king. And shall do evil in the sight of the Lord thy God, and to provoke him to anger. It's going to be generation by generation. And verse 26 I will call heaven and earth to witness against you this day that ye shall soon be perished from off the land whereof he over Jordan and possesses. Right here. God's going to perish the land if you, if you disobey me. And what happened? That's the ten of them trying to fight out. They got this worse. And also Babylon came in. And your forlorn days upon it and shall utterly be destroyed. That's what happened. Verse 27. And the Lord shall scatter you among, among the nation, and you shall be left in few. In few numbers and among the heathens, whither the Lord shall be right here. You know, after they went to apostasy, when Jesus went to the cross, and when he was resurrected, when was the temple destroyed? <coughs> this is the AD stuff. When Jesus went to the cross, it was what? AD 31. When was the church temple destroyed? When he died. Very good. You guys are Bible students. 1780, the temple got destroyed, no more sacrifices. In fact, they didn't need to do sacrifices. The white said they were giving sacrifices on a polluted altar because they were blaspheming God. They said Jesus was not the sacrifice. So God sent the Roman army to destroy the temple and destroy the people within the temple. And whoever survived was taken back as slaves to Rome. And they were dispersed all over the world. They were scattered over the world, right? The Jewish people. 
Now we think of the Jewish Christian history. The Jewish people really got persecuted during World War II. They said when Jesus was going to trial, we have no king but Caesar. Let all the curses fall upon us and our children. Mm -hmm. Did you think the Jewish nation that was dispersed in Europe suffered the consequences to Hitler? Mm -hmm. How they saw them. They were scattered all over. That's why only a few among all nations you find them all over Europe. They were called the minorities and they were disliked. History. Right? You see the history in this, this little forces, forces. The cause they refuse to accept Jesus as the Messiah. They refuse to keep his commandments. Now, some, some Christian people said the Jews in the Middle East are God's people. They, they, they gather them all back to Israel. Aren't they God's people? No, no, no. They worship the Sabbath. But do they, do they accept the Messiah as the king, as their savior? No. They're still waiting for the Messiah. So that would be a false gathering. Could it be Satan's planning that he's going to gather all the people there? I hear also seven days later, see, the same lesson, God's people there. I was shocked to hear a leader speak like that. That's a false indication. But this is and spirit of prophecy. You gather all these people back again. Jeremiah 
because they were going through apostasy. This is just before Babylon came in. God is trying to warn them. Remember, you like history. I like reading history. I remember Sean, he said, you like to study history. I like to study history because what we learn from each other, we learn the mistake that forefathers did so we don't repeat it again. Ecclesiastes says, there's nothing new under the sun. Whatever happened in the past will happen again. And we fall into the same problem. Good possibility. That's why we need to search the scripture daily and to study deeply. Remember when the day of Pentecost happened? 
all boring. And Peter preached one sermon, three thousand were saved. And the church grew daily. Many people were added to the church. And the question was, what's going to be do when Peter did the sermon and told them about it? They said, you need to repent and receive the Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost. Repentance is always important. Without repentance, there's no forgiveness. And keeping the commandments. If you see the commandments, we will know what is sin. And with, by keeping the commandments, it will not save us, right? What saves us is the blood of Jesus. Amen. And faith in His Save by right grace through faith. Exactly. Save through grace by faith. What? People say, I have faith, I have faith, but I have no works behind it. It is useless. That's what Paul says, right? No, uh, James. Book of James. That's why the result of changing character is very important. This is the time of preparation. Just before going into the promised land, going into his kingdom. Did you share one time, Shabbat, in the class when you were teaching? That you mentioned that God will have a kingdom on his earth? Thank you. 
for stopping by the chat show podcast i hope you enjoyed today's program please remember to come back for more interviews programs music and others that you might enjoy please remember to subscribe to the podcast or youtube channel of chat show and i hope you have a great day in the lord aloha